welcome to another episode of Soar Girls podcast. This is a place of conversation featuring stories of girls like you who have been influencing the world with the light of Jesus. Our vision is to raise a generation of girls who soar in Christ. We believe our conversations will lift you, lead you and launch you into your God destiny. So dive in. Today we have with us Sharon King. She is the creator behind Can Plan. Her vision is to empower patients and caregivers of any health concerns by revitalizing their sense of control. Can Plan started off focusing on cancer patients. The long-term vision is to broaden the scope of usage and extend the benefits to anyone facing a life crisis whether it's a physical or mental illness. Well, welcome Sharon. We're so happy to have you on another episode of uh, Soar Girls podcast. Uh, can't say how much we waited for you and we're so glad finally we got you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let us start with, uh, you know, uh, introducing yourself. Um, tell us what's God's plan for you. What's your ministry and assignment? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me. Um, I really, really am honored and, and humbled to be on this podcast. I feel like um, the ministry work that you guys are doing is, is blessing so many women out there. Um, especially during a time where it's it's difficult and confusing to be a woman of Christ. So yeah, just praying for many blessings to come from this ministry and for God to really speak through me during this time. Um, but yeah, the, to answer your question, um, you know, I really had to think hard about, about this question in particular, like what is my purpose? What is my assignment and calling? Um, I really had to step back and, and kind of think through it because I feel like a lot of times these uh, big words get used interchangeably. Um, and I realize that it can be a, a bit difficult to answer them if, if we don't like break down what each word really means. And so I, I kind of want to break down the words if that's okay. And hopefully, um, you know, listeners who are also struggling to answer these questions can, can benefit from this. But um, through some research, I, I figured out purpose is the reason for which something is made or done. Um, so as Christ followers, I believe our purpose is all the same. And I believe it boils down to three things. It boils down to um, we exist to glorify God. Um, we exist to do good. And we exist to expand the kingdom of God by way of the Great Commission. Um, so I believe that that's a constant, that's an unchanging thing um, in our lives as Christians. And it's all the same for, for every single one of us who call ourselves Christ followers. Um, so while purpose is broader and uh, more overarching, um, it's a more overarching term for why we exist. I believe calling is a bit more specific. It deals with gifts and talents and abilities. Um, so I believe for me, and this is kind of a, a hard question for me to answer, um, because I feel like I'm not particularly strong in one area. I'm kind of someone that does everything mediocrely well. Um, so I was really having a hard time answering this question. But 
I think something that has been uh, consistently similar is I'm able to really connect different elements together in order to think deeply about the meaning of life and hopefully to guide others to do the same. Um, so I, I believe everyone thinks deeply. It's just about how to pull that out and how to pull that out in others. And I believe God has gifted me with that ability. Um, and lastly, I, assignment. I feel like assignment refers to like a specific task you do with your gifts. So while purpose and calling remain unchanged, um, assignment is usually temporary. It, it is often limited to a certain season of time. So for me, um, I believe that my assignment in this current season of life looks like creating products to help guide patients through their cancer journey, um, as well as drawing and illustrating graphics to help people grasp like the deeper concepts of Christianity and what it really looks like to, to live a godly, holy life. So yeah, I, I, I hope that answered the question. <laughs> I think that hits the point. I think uh, what you mentioned about, you know, your calling to think deeply and give out information to people. I agree that uh, whenever I read your post, there are some things that you already know. It just lights like a thing in your thoughts and you're like chewing on it the whole day. Oh, wow. That's deeper. That's deeper. Yeah. We just, we thank God for you. I especially love to meet people God has made and God is using so creatively. And I agree. I'm one of you where, you know, if you ask me, okay, you know, what's your specific calling? I like to do it all. <laughs> do a lot of things. Uh, oh, yeah, good. I agree with that. That's I think that's fantastic. And that's the most amazing thing with uh, us, right? Whatever we put our hands to, we have a promise that it will be blessed. Amen. Amen. You know, whilst we're talking about purpose and call, I just feel like asking you this question. There are a lot of young women or maybe even women who just came to Christ. You know, they're, they're always thinking like, you know, we're, we're always in this doubt because a lot of people will ask you, what's your purpose? What's your calling? What's your assignment? Can you guide, like, can you tell, tell them or talk about how do I go about figuring out where am I and how do I do this or what do I do to understand what God has called me for? Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. Again, uh, since purpose is something that doesn't change for us as Christians. Um, I think that's important for us to remember that everything we do, we do to glorify God. Um, calling is a little more difficult, I think. I think it really takes a lot of inner searching. Um, and it boils down to kind of simple questions like, what are you good at? What, what are some natural giftings that um, you've been blessed with? Um, what do you find yourself constantly drawn to in terms of like creative outlets per se, or um, just what catches your interest even, you know, like when people are talking about different things and what they do, what, what kind of catches your interest? Um, and yeah, just, I think passion also has a, a role in it. I think sometimes we, we kind of over besides passion, we, we say, you know, go for your passions and um, do what you're passionate about. But I don't know if that's a really sustainable thing to go off of. I think it's a good guide, though. If you're passionate about something, that's definitely an area you should explore. Um, but to just do something that you're passionate about, 
um, you know, when I was younger, I used to think that that was the right way. But now as I'm, as I'm growing older, I'm, I'm realizing that it, it doesn't last. Um, so, so again, use it as a guide, um, but maybe not build your whole life around it, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I hope that's helpful. I, that's kind of just the questions that I, I had to ask myself, like, what am I honestly good at and what's been a consistent theme in everything I do? Cause I do so many different things and it can be confusing to pinpoint it to just one. Um, and I guess, I guess that's kind of the, the trend that I found. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, whilst you are following your passion and uh, you're following your calling and your ministry, uh, there could be a lot of distractions that can come in, especially when you're doing so many things, you could have so many distractions. As in, you know, sometimes I just want to post a small verse that I just received so that I, because I know I've been getting let because I know someone's going to bless, but to reach there, there are so many distractions that come in to Instagram that, you know, it's easy to get distracted. So how do you deal with that? Right. Yeah. Honestly, um, uh, so the most recent example was kind of something that you brought up with social media and just my relationship with social media. Um, you know, I, I kind of found myself consumed by, you know, all the comments and likes that my posts were getting and, um, both negative and positive comments. And I realized, you know, it, if I'm super affected and affirmed by someone who's praising me for something I've posted, I'm just as affected by someone who criticizes me about something I've posted. And, and I really had to ask myself the hard question, you know, like, who was I really doing this for? Um, and and so I felt God really challenged me in this area. Um, and I felt him you know, telling me to do the hard thing and, and take time off of social media during the peak of what I thought my Instagram or social media success was. Um, and, and so I don't know, I don't know if I've actually come across the answer. Um, like obviously creating boundaries and, and making sure that you're doing constant um, heart checks on yourself. Um, but the the answer that I feel like I was given in this season in my life was just to get off it completely. Um, and I don't know if God will call me back on it again. Um, and I don't know if it'll look the same as what I, it was before. Um, but I'm leaving that to God and I'm surrendering it to him. Um, but I do want to say that just as content creators, I feel like we especially need to be very mindful about what we're posting and why we're posting it. Um, yeah, we just need to make sure that our actions stem from our love for God and our desire to bring him glory. Um, and, and oftentimes, you know, we, we become glory thieves in a way where we, we just, we soak up all of that affirmation for ourselves. And, and in the end, it, it proves to ruin us. Because like I said, you know, if, if we're really posting and doing something for the glory of God, if it receives something positive, then praise the Lord. Thank, thank God that that happened, you know, and if it, if it doesn't, then, um, you know, I was reading in my, my Bible today, Matthew 5, 11, it says, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you, um, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. So if, if we receive something, 
um, that criticizes our posts, then then we're blessed. You know, we're blessed in the name of Jesus. Um, so we really shouldn't be affected by by what anyone says if we we're truly doing the work of God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> long-winded answer, but hopefully that answers it. Yeah, that does. Uh, you know, you spoke about keep make uh, you know having heart checks. Um, practically, if I, I have to ask you, what kind of heart checks can, can, can someone keep to ensure, you know, they are on track? Mm, yeah. I mean, for me, I've kind of just realized, I've identified what my triggers are. Um, I've realized that, you know, whenever I post, I'm very aware of how I'm feeling. Like, am I nervous? Am I scared? Am I, and I, I take time to to dig deep and ask myself, why, why am I scared? What exactly am I scared of? Um, and I just kind of go through this process of, of asking myself the hard questions and not being afraid of the answer. Cause sometimes I will come to a place where I'm like, you know what, I I'm scared that people are going to judge me. And I, I think that this post in particular will, will cause judgment. And so I'll take time and I won't post it. And, you know, if I never post it, then that's God's will. But if, if he calls me to, to come back to it again, then, then I believe he'll lead me there. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I'm just hyper aware of what my emotions are trying to tell me in, in certain moments. And, and I just take a step back to ask myself why I'm feeling that. No, well, that's that's really practical. I think to pick up from this is you know going back and asking yourself constantly what you're doing because I think that's 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 one really good thing. A lot of times, like you said, we're just gonna just keep uploading and you know posting contents, but I think the hard check should be why am I doing this? Yeah, why am I doing this? That should be a constant question to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. thanks for that. That's fantastic. What does Sharon's day look like? you know, <laughs> on a daily basis? How does she savor her fellowship with God? Mm, I love that question. <laughs> um, you know, every day looks very different. Some days are very, very productive and the others are, are not. Um, but I'm grateful that a constant um, is just my time in the word and my time in prayer. Um, so every single day, I just I start my day in the word because I feel like it, it, it's hard to make the argument that, um, you know, you have a relationship with God when your Bible is really open. Um, it's the key to knowing him well, um, to loving him well, and to making sure that our hearts are right and aligned with him. Um, so I make sure that um, that is the constant every single morning. And, you know, there's this book I'm reading right now called Knowing God by J.I. Packer. And he makes this claim that a person who knows God is first and foremost um, a person who is dedicated to prayer. So their, their zeal and their enthusiasm for God, it, it should first be expressed in their prayer life. Um, so prayer and, and Bible reading, these are two non-negotiables in my day. Um, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what the day looks like, I, that's my foundation. Um, because if I'm saying that my my relationship with God is, you know, the most important thing in my life, I believe that it should be reflected in, in how I spend my time. Um, now, granted, there are days where, you know, the, the desire to open my Bible, 
might not be there, or perhaps, you know, my reading time doesn't feel as fruitful. Um, and it's in those moments, I know that um, God is really gonna, is really trying to do something through me in that moment. I, I feel like it requires a lot of patience and grit and, and repentance even of just, you know, like constantly forgetting how good he is, how good his word is. Um, and just sitting there and reading the Bible until you actually read it or praying until you actually pray. Because so many times we can get into these mundane um, just habits of throwing out a prayer or, or you know, like checking off a, a, a little checkbox like that says I did my, my Bible reading for the day. And, and we don't gain what God wants us to gain from it. Um, so I, I feel like in those moments, it's just sticking through it and sitting there, even though all the pressures of the world, you know, your to-do list tasks are bombarding you saying, pay attention to me. I'm way more important, but you know, God, God is our priority in life and, um, and let's show it with, with our time. So yeah, I've done this time and time again, where I just wasn't, you know, really getting anything from the Bible. And I, I prayed through it and, and sometimes I do this well, and sometimes I don't. And, and again, repentance and grace. Um, but after doing this time and time again, it, it has proven to be fruitful. Wow. Wow. I think that's amazing. What you said uh, was, uh, you know, if you have a relationship with God, you you need to spend time with God. And it's with every human relationship, only if you spend time with that person, you really get to know that person. Otherwise, you're just acquaintances. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, have you ever struggled to follow through on a daily basis, spend time with God? Yeah. Yes. Uh, definitely human. And um, yeah, there's definitely been, been been seasons where it's a lot harder. Um to really just be disciplined in that. Um, but something that I've been like, just a practical tip that I've been uh, finding useful is um, every, uh, I'm on a Bible reading plan, the one that my church is on. And um, every day I just write like a snippet or an insight or a verse that really stuck out to me. Um, and like, in the end, I get this beautiful journal of like, just insights in God's word. And um, I love just looking back on it and, and seeing how my day was on, you know, April 13th or, or something silly like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's really helped me to keep accountable and to really be intentional with my time in the word. Um, so I've kind of developed these little tools and tricks to keep me focused on the word. Um, and it, it's been helpful. Yeah. That's great. I love that. I also tend to write, you know, whatever has touched me and whatever that meant to me. And so many mm -hmm. times I, I, me too, have, have, you know, gone back to it. And it's like, sometimes it's a reminder of God, what God has promised you. And that's when you're like, oh, thank you that I wrote it. And that just yeah. you know, lifts you up so much. Yeah. So that's a good tip for all of us to keep doing that. Yeah. yeah. And intentional. Yeah. Great, great. Thank you so much for sharing that, Sharon. So you you got married recently and congratulations again. We know that you have gone through singlehood. Tell us about your challenges when you were navigating through singlehood. Because personally, I know a lot of my friends, even in church or otherwise, they're single. And when you're single, all you want to do is, you know, you want to get married. Uh, yeah. So 
<laughs> uh, you yourself, I think, mentioned once that you were a relationship addict. And uh, wow, um, that's something I know uh, that will set a lot of people free, that, that word that has set you free. Can you tell us something about it? How did you deal with it? What God told you and how he used you on it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I do love this topic um, because when I was in it, it was, it, it felt so long and gruesome. And it, like you said, it was literally all I could think about. Um, and it, just, just a really brief snippet of my history with relationships. I was pretty much never single at any point in my life that I could really remember. Um, and so when, when, you know, um, God revealed himself to me five years ago, that was kind of when he also revealed to me that I had this deep, deep insecurity with being alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always wanted the comfort of someone else. And, and I didn't know how to, to navigate life alone. Um, so when he told me, you know, spend this time being single, spend this time just loving me and, 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 listening to me and and having this intimate relationship with me um i it was one of the hardest things i've ever had to do like let's put it in that way um and and something that i just want to say is i i feel like we need to be beware of this destination addiction in a way And, and this is kind of like this idea that happiness is always in the next place or the next job or the next partner, you know, I'll be happy when I find my husband and, you know, things are settled down. I'll, I'll have kids and I'll be happy. But I I really feel like until you give up this idea that happiness is somewhere else, it can never be where you actually are. And, And God has already given us his best, right. And that's salvation through Jesus Christ. Um, and, until we are fully satisfied with him alone, I, I truly believe this, we will never be satisfied. Um, so I, I don't know, look, looking back on that season of singleness, it, it honestly brings me a lot of nostalgia. Again, even though during that time, it was hard and, and painful. Um, but I, I realized now how pivotal it was for me in the woman God was molding me to become. Um and, and your relationship with God when you're single looks so much different than your relationship when you're married or with someone else. Um, not to say that one is better or worse, but it, it's different. Um, you know, like when, when I was experiencing just hardship in my singleness, I like the first person I would turn to was God. You know, he would meet me right where I was. I would cry it out with him. I would worship him like wow, what, you know, what a sweet moment, what a sweet gift to have with him alone. Um, and, and now it looks differently, right? Like when something bad happens, my, my husband's there and, and he cries with me and, and he prays over me and we worship together and, and it's sweet and it's intimate too, but it's different. Um, and, and again, granted, you will get, you know, alone time with God too, but um, it, it just changes and it transforms and it molds based on, you know, the, the journey God is bringing you through. Um, so, so savor it, um, savor this time. There's so much purpose for it. And, and God's timing and plan will always, always trump our own. 
yeah if if god had given me everything that i wanted you know when i wanted it it my life would be in utter chaos just <laughs> so <many>. chaotic <laughs> <laughs> there's so many times i'm thanking god in hindsight like thank you so much for not letting that happen um, i prayed for it but uh, you know looking back on it thank you for knowing me better than i could ever know myself um so yeah, just savor this time. It's so sweet. And I, I promise you, um, there's so much fruit to reap in this season. Yeah, amen. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. But when you are in singlehood, your mindset is only about, like you said, this destination of happiness. If I have to talk to a single girl who's saying, you know what, I want to get married and I'm not, I don't want to be single anymore. How do I convince her that God's promises are worth waiting for? Mm. How, you know, how do I convince her that God has kept the best for you? Nothing to worry about. Yeah. I think in those times, it, it it's really hard for her to see, you know, <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I just believe that personal testimony is a, a great place to start. Um, you know, for me, uh, my husband is not what I thought my husband would be. <laughs> it, it's so much, I know that sounds bad, but it's, it's so much, like initially it sounds bad, but it's so much better than I could have ever imagined. Um, and I just think like, man, what if, God had actually given me what I thought I wanted in that, in, in that point in my life, like how deceiving my emotions and, and um, just my thought process was during that time. Like, it, again, it would have been so, so chaotic. And, and if I'm being, you know, completely honest with myself about what I wanted in that time, th there was some worldly desires that played into it. There was um, some times where I thought I knew better than God about what my perfect match would be. Um, and my, my husband is just the complete, you know, opposite and, and he's so much better. And, um, I just really love him like first and foremost from the inside out. It, it's so beautiful the way he loves God. And, and also I just, I just want to touch on it. I feel like, you know, a lot of times we we kind of can twist this idea of marriage um, and we believe that it's, you know, us marrying a person we can be forever happy with and, and enjoy life with and do things together with. And, and those are all um, blessings that come with marriage. But I believe it's first and foremost to put, you know, Christ's love for the church on display to the world. It's first and foremost to, um, you know, build up the kingdom of God and to make Satan shake at the thought of two just Christ lovers coming together and doing God's work better than, you know, if they were to do it separately. Um, so, so again, I feel like we've kind of tainted this idea of marriage. It's all fun and games and, and, and joy, but there's work to be done too in marriage and, and God is so purposeful with it and, and his plans again, will trump all of our own plans. Um, so I, I just encourage women to keep praying um, for God's eyes and for God's, um, 
definition of marriage to just to seep into our own hearts and, and, and really shift the perspective of, of what we're looking for in a partner. Yeah, yes, so true. So true, yeah. Um, yeah, the world's idea of marriage is finally finding your soulmate, which the purpose of marriage that God has built is so much different is to, like you said, to glorify him as one, yeah. And I, mm-hmm. uh, like the word of God says, you know, you, when, you're, when you're two, you will take more, yeah, uh, more than what you take as when you were one. So, yeah, so true. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, Sharon. I think um, when, when the girls, single girls listen to it, I think they'll find peace in their heart and uh, they will be able to, you know, enjoy the singleness with God. Like you said, so worth waiting and enjoying and savoring that time with God because yeah whatever uh, God has planned will come to pass for them yeah amen 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 I remember one of your posts and I was like whoa okay that's why I want to talk about it because I I feel that post really touched me so I hope uh, we can touch on it and a lot of girls and especially women can be touched Uh, so you I think spoke about Sarah Abraham's wife you spoke about training our minds and especially filtering our thoughts. Many women, me too, including, we, we go through so much of mental battles about the way we look, about our future, what's the plan. We, we, want, we want to know everything and we want to arrange everything. We want to make a plan for everything, right? So can you give practical tips on how to train and renew our mind on a daily basis so that we don't get these mental attacks and, you know, fall for it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this question is, yeah, awesome. And I feel like I'm going to kind of maybe repeat myself in, in certain ways. Um, um, but some some tips that I've kind of adopted and that I want to share was um, I, God has gifted us with this beautiful mind, but it, it can be very forgetful. It, it's very prone to forget God, his goodness and his grace and um and, and that's why I, I really believe we need to be just readers and lovers of the word, um, like truly just reading it wholeheartedly and, and maybe even praying through verses um, that, that speak to us. So, for example, Psalm 139, 14, it, right, it says, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Um, and, and you can be honest with yourself in that moment, like, God, do I don't believe that my soul really knows this well. I believe that, you know, I'm feeding into all these lies about how I look and how, how I weigh it and what the world is telling me beauty looks like. So, Lord, I, I don't know if my soul actually knows this, but I want to. And it, I yearn to know this deeply. Will you reveal this to me? Um because I believe you, I believe that, you know, your word is good and it's true. Um, and so I, I like to pray through, through verses and especially Psalms, you know, it's such a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, a lot of times I just hang different Bible verses everywhere, especially my mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, like I will just post it, no different verses because again, that's a place where I'm very tempted to, just believe all the lies, you know, I'll feel a little jiggle here and there and and my mind will spiral. And I know that these, these are places that I need to be reminded of God's word the most. So 
um, yeah, post some Bible verses on your mirror or, or places where you feel very tempted to, to believing lies. Um, and something that I, I'm trying to do more of, I'm not, uh, like, I'm not there yet where I want to be, but I, in those moments, I try to call, you know, a, a church friend, a mentor, or confide in my small group. Um, and again, it's hard for me because uh, those moments are very vulnerable. And, and sometimes they feel like, why, you know, like, why would anyone care about that? But, but the, well, the response I get each and every time is one of love and acceptance and just them taking time out of their day to stop and pray over me and, and how powerful that can really be. Like God created us to live in community and to be blessings to others and be blessed by others. And so I want to live that out. I want to live out the best that God has for, for my life. And, and that's living in community and, and confiding in your church community. Um, so yeah, just, just some practical tips there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I think these are very helpful practical tips because when you are, when we, when we go through that mental battle, the first, I think the lie that we hear is don't tell anyone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I think it's so important that you speak to the right people. And if you go and speak to people who who are not guided by the Holy Spirit or not in the word of God, they can take you somewhere else. Yeah. So that's so right. And I think that's such a powerful key that you gave us about confiding in your small group community. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I myself have done that so many times and I know that so many times the first year first lie will hear always and always is don't tell them don't they will not understand yeah but as soon as I break through that lie I mean I know you know I'm set free and I I feel so much rest and peace of whatever uh thoughts that are taking over me yeah thank you so much for that I think uh a lot of them listening to this uh podcast will be so blessed and, uh, you know, to just use the simple tip in their day-to-day -day life. Yeah, thanks for that. I love creative. <laughs> I, I really want to talk about your creative can plan. Tell us about it. Yeah. So can plan is basically a planner that I made um, specifically for cancer patients and their giver, caregivers to help them track and, and understand their cancer better. And this is birthed from my experience of being a caregiver for my mom who had uterine sarcoma cancer. Um, I realized that, you know, I was creating just templates of, of things to track every single day um, and showing it to her doctor because a lot of times they don't know what happens at home, um, what that looks like. It's just so much more helpful for them in terms of figuring out what treatment to, to administer and what medications to administer. So... I was like, wow, this is so useful. How is it not something? Like how, how has nobody done this yet? Um, so I just spent a whole year just interviewing patients, um, just gaining more insights, reading about the cancer journey and what that looks like. Um, and I, I created the planner and, and it's, yeah, only through God, truly only through God that I was able to do this. Um, and it's truly only through God that it's been such a blessing to so many cancer patients in their journey. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's so different and so creative. And I mean, it's wonderful. I was just going through the templates uh, and I think it's 
it's amazing so helpful like you said everything can be all over the place and you made it so a simple but so organized for anyone to keep track of everything uh you know uh, i remember you went through launching and relaunching can plan and then you mm. went through a few challenges and failures and vulnerabilities do you want to talk about your journey into entrepreneurship and how uh in the deepest time uh you know how you felt and what god spoke to you and you know what brought you to stand up again and do it again yeah yeah oh man i mean i i really feel like um just any entrepreneurial journey is going to be filled with disappointment and failures just left and right um and really it's like you develop just so much grit for it um and i mean to be honest i did i didn't know that i would be doing this uh, you know like if you asked me like 7 years ago i would probably be doing marketing at a company um so i just think it's amazing um what god can do how he can turn you know your trials into triumphs and and how he could take something that was meant to destroy you and be so painful and turn it into a blessing for others and, and um so I've kind of just really leaned on prayer in those moments. There's really nothing else I think I could do other than to pray through it, you know. Um just be really honest with God like how David was in his Psalms, just God, I'm hurting. I and you know, I, I don't know what to do, Lord, but I thank you and remind yourself in those prayers of of how God has helped you to get past those things in the past and how he's faithful and and um just remind yourself of all the characteristics of god that you know to be true um so yeah i i'm i'm grateful that god has awakened me um cuz how i did handle failure in the past was was just more and more destruction you know um and, and so praise the lord that he's awakened me and i i have him to lean on now yeah well yeah amen yeah so to leaning on god in this time is the best thing we can do yeah amen yeah uh you know a lot of times while we are in our journey of entrepreneurship uh we become very result focused mm. uh, all the planning and everything uh you know uh it's good to have a goal in mind but how do i keep a balance between being you know uh goal oriented uh, rather than being result oriented Mm, yeah. Yeah, this is hard even even to this day this is a hard question. Mm. Um and I you know what I've realized is what when I become hyper focused on on like goals and results I I feel like I've just lost the the overarching image of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Um you know I I get into this mindset that I can earn my own achievements and um I begin to leave God out of the equation. And and what's even worse is that this mentality can bleed into, you know, this idea um for our salvation too, like where we believe that we're good enough or we could or if we perform enough, we can earn our way to heaven. And and, and it's just 
our lives are so intertwined and interconnected. We believe that we can compartmentalize these things, but we can't. And it's so important for us to remind ourselves who our strength comes from, um, who ultimately has paid the price for us. Um, and I just, I just think a lot about Jesus's life too in these moments. Like, you know, he'll he'll feed five thousand people, um, and and give the most amazing sermon. And what will he do after? He'll often retreat to a private, solitary place to pray and and to um, regain strength and, and everything. He just relied so wholeheartedly on prayer and resting in God and, and reminding himself who his strength comes from. And I think that's so important um, for us too, um, that we don't you know, get into this habit of just wanting results and working towards our goals, but to just invite God into it too. Yeah. So true, yeah. Um, thought focused uh, instead of result focused. I think that's the best thing we can do. Wow, I'm really enjoying this conversation with you, Sharon. And I just wanted to thank you so much for sharing your heart out today. Girls, if you are really enjoying this, we have some more interesting topics like stewarding finance and being a woman of strength that we will be discussing with Sharon Kim in the next episode. So don't miss it. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this inspiring and think someone needs to hear this today, do share this episode link with them for sharing is caring. And don't forget to visit our website soulgirls.com and check out our weekly blog, free resources and other exciting digital content. See you next time.